Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thanks for joining us this, this morning. We appreciate you coming and and giving us an up, another opportunity to talk to you about the things that are in the Bible and and the things about the Lord. And you know that, that this is really the most important thing in our lives is having the knowledge of God and then doing something about it. And so today what we want to talk about is the true and living God versus any other gods that are out there. And the best way to find a counterfeit is to give the real thing, to show the what the real thing is really like. Then you can compare that with whatever else is out there. Rather than me going into a lot of detail on a lot of gods and goddesses that are out there for us to maybe give our attention to and and maybe you have and and have found out that that's not really helping you any. But to know the true and living God is to know the one that really exists. So many gods and goddesses today are just in the minds of people. And it uh, comes from mythology and, and all of these kind of things. But the real God is the God that, is uh, alive and well today. He's never had a sick day in his life, and he never will. And he is from everlasting to everlasting. The real God has always been, in other words. There's never been a time when God has been less than what he is today. He's the same today as he was yesterday, and he's the same today that he will be tomorrow. That's a, a big comfort to us to know this because we don't have to second guess as to whether God's going to be angry one moment and, and uh, happy the next moment. And uh, God is not a fickle kind of God. He's, he's uh, right here with us all the time and is willing to help us if we will let him. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And so we see right at the beginning of the Bible that there is no question about whether God exists or not. starts right out assuming that God does exist and tells us so. So... Um, we can find the right answers in the Bible as far as God is concerned because God is the one that wrote the Bible and he wrote it for our help, for our instruction. And uh, so we can look at the Bible and find out just exactly what God is really like. God is not hiding from us today. If uh, the truth of the matter is people are trying to hide from God in a number of different ways. But God is not hiding from us. God is not only uh, eternal God, but he's a God that wants to have 
relationship with us. He wants to have a friendly relationship with us. God is not a God that's out there that that is uh, just waiting for an opportunity to destroy us. There is one that is trying to be God and has been for ages and ever since Adam and Eve fell is he's been trying his best to lord it over um, what God has created and that is not the God of the Bible that we're talking about. That one is called Lucifer or Satan and he is not the God of this, of anything, that he never has been, he never will be. So it's over against that that we want to talk about the God of the Bible today, the, the true and living God, the God that is very much alive, that we're, that's the one we want to really talk about today. You know, uh, there's so much out there today that is not God that in attempt of trying to find him, we could get lost in the shuffle, as they talk about. But there is no need that we have to. So many people have looked for God here, there, and everywhere else, and they haven't found him, so they've given up, and they've said, well, there's no God. That is not the way to do it, because the Bible tells us that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And when there is so much evidence that God is alive and well today, then there is no reason at all why we should throw up our hands and say there is no God. If you've been one of those in the uh, today even that thinks that God does not exist and, and uh, like I've said uh, from time to time that there was a group of people says we don't have a deity to save us, we got to save ourselves. If if that's the way we feel about it, then we have missed out on a lot because God has so much for us. If we will be willing to seek for Him with our whole heart, we God wants us to be wholehearted in coming to him and having a relationship with him. So that's the God that we are talking about today. Is the one that isn't way out there somewhere. Some people think, well, yeah, God created the heaven and the earth all right, but then he just kind of walked away and, and let it run on its own. No, that's not it at all. God is not just letting the world run on its own. If he did, it would have been destroyed a long time ago. But God is pictured as a good shepherd, one that cares for his sheep. And the Bible also tells us that God's reign is on the just and on the unjust. Even those that are denying him and defying him today, if it wasn't for the love and grace of God, they wouldn't be here any time. So even those that are denying and rejecting him, God is looking down and wants to have a loving relationship with those at all as well. 
He wants this for everyone. God wants what is best for us. He's the kind of, of being that is all love. The Bible tells us that God is love. And we're not talking about some kind of, of uh, mushy type of love, uh, but we're talking about a, a love that's willing to give and to give the best. So God has come to give us the best. So we can be assured that that God is right here all the time. He's not a God that that uh, is just kind of setting aside and thinking, well, just let them go if that's the way they want. We see this so much when we look at the life of Jesus. Jesus was all time going about seeking those which were lost. The Bible tells us that it's not God that is trying to hide from us, but it's people that are trying to hide from God and are animostic toward God. But that's not the way that we can really get any good out of what I'm talking about today. We've got to realize that the God that we're talking about is a God that is reaching out to us. And like I said, as you look at what the Bible says about Jesus, it says he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Jesus is a perfect example of what God is like. If you want to really know how God is, then look at the life of Jesus and you'll know exactly what God is like. And you think about the disciples when Jesus was captured. Every one of them left him. Peter said, I'll never leave you. I'll die before I leave you. But he did. And, you know, a lot of times we we think that, oh, I I can do this. Uh, I won't be that way. But without God's help, we just might be surprised some of the things that we might do that we think we never would do. But God's grace is able to help us to do the right thing all the time, which is another thing about God. He extends his kindness to us in ways that we could never understand because the Bible also teaches us that eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for those that love him. So God has great preparation for the human race. He never meant for it to be a disgrace. He never meant for us to run after other gods and make our own as we go along and this kind of a thing. He had in mind all along that he would create a person, a people that he could fellowship with, that he could love, that he could be a friend of and all of this, but we know that that's not necessarily the way it is today. But it's not God's fault because God is right here today. God is not uh, 
like I've said uh, a number of times, he's not hiding from us. He's waiting for us to come to him. He said that in a day we'd come to him with all of our heart, seek him with all of our being, he would be found. We need to humble ourselves before this God today that I'm talking to you about. And if we will do that, this eternal God, this loving God, this God that wants to be of service to us as well as us being of service to him, if we will take this God that I'm talking about, then how wonderful things would really be. I am just kind of giving an introduction to you, and I want you to think about this today, that do you really know this God that I'm explaining to you? And do you want to know him? If you really do want to know him, you can know him. And such a wonderful thing it is to know this God that's eternal. And we're going to talk about some other things that, that uh, about him. And I believe I've talked about this subject once before. And uh, so this may not be new to some of you, but to some of you it may be. And so we're at the uh, first break. And so I'm Howard Eugene Wright, and I'm hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. Okay, so we know that that God is an eternal God, a loving God, but just knowing about God is not enough. Just having head knowledge is not really going to do us an awful lot of good. And there are so many people who have all of the ideas right as far as God is concerned. They know He's an eternal God. They know He's a God of love. They know He's a God of judgment on sin and on and on it goes, and they know every bit of this. They've learned it maybe by rote. They've, they've learned it by maybe the example of other people. They, they, but they know, um, who he is, and, and what I'm saying is nothing, uh, of a mystery or nothing that you, maybe they don't know, but, uh, maybe you don't even, it isn't something that you don't know. But knowing God is, is more than knowing about him. It's more than just having head knowledge. It's a really personal experience where he's your friend and you're his friend, where you can come to him at any time, day or night, and he'll be right there, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that you can have a, a life that will line up to what he wants you to have and everything else and this all comes through knowing God. And so to really know God is to have a, a relationship that's far different than most people would think of today. And so uh, one more thing I want to tell you before I get into really uh, what it means to really know him. But, you know, the 
the Bible over in Psalm uh, 19, starting at verse number 1. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. So we see that nature shows us about God. And so there's no reason in the world why that any of us would question us who God really is as far as who do we want to know. Do we want to know the gods of this world, the gods that have been set up in the imagination of people's hearts and lives, or do we want to know the true and living one? And if you really want to know God today, you can know him, and you don't have to go through any kind of, of uh, gymnastics, so to speak, and, and uh, through any kind of formulas or anything like that, any more than you would have to do that in order to know your neighbor or to know your children or your wife or uh, to know a good friend. They, you know, they don't have you going through some kind of, of a strange ritual or something like that. And and some people, you know, that they have to go through these kind of things and, and uh, eventually they get to the place where they're uh, in contact with God because of all these rituals and things that they go through. No, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is just be a friend. All you have to do is just surrender to what God wants you to have and what he wants you to do, and you can know him in a a personal, loving way. But in order to do that, you've, you've got to be willing to put aside some of the ideas you may have had in the past and get to the place where you're willing to know God in, on his terms because God does have things that he wants you to do in order for you to know him well. We can know him casually, like I said, and we can just have a kind of a casual type of relationship with the Lord in the same way that we might uh, see our neighbor every once a month or something like that. But God wants us to have such a relationship with him that he's with us all the time. And so uh, naturally, if, if we're going to have this kind of relationship with God, we're going to be uh, friendly to him. We're not going to be denying that he exists, and we're not going to, to be doing things that he doesn't want us to do, uh, just kind of... Uh, Whatever is absent, we turn around and do it. You can't have a friendship that way anyway for anyone at any time. If you're not willing to be friendly uh, toward God, you want to all the time deny that he exists or that he has any right to your life. But it is quite evident that God is a God that is a person. He's not just a thing out there somewhere. Some people have the idea that God is everywhere and everything is God. 
No, that's not the truth either. God is not a bird or a tree or or a flower or, or a rock or any of those other things. And if you're looking for the God that's within you, you're probably going to be looking for a long time. And when you find the God that's within you, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, you may not want to know him anymore because the Bible tells us before we are willing to do what we need to do in order to have a, a relationship with God or to know God in all of his fullness, we find out that the devil is what's living inside of it. The God that's inside of it is not the God that I'm talking about at all. That, And so that's the one we want to chase off the other direction. And you can't serve two of them because God wants every part of you and he wants you. He wants everything you have. And you might think that that's a little unfair, but it's one or the other. It's either you have yourself and you're making a mess of it, or the devil has you and he's really making a mess of it, or God has you, a loving God that wants to do the best for you. And uh, do you want one that doesn't know uh, which end is up or he's out there to destroy you? Or do you want to have a relationship with a God that loves you, that uh, wants to do what's best for you? He wants to lead you as the Psalm 23 talks about, that uh, lead us beside the still waters and lead us through the valley of the shadow of death and to correct us when we need to be corrected and to encourage us when we are doing right and and help us to uh, do the right things. What do we want anyhow? And so if we really want to know God, we're going to have to give our whole self to him. You see, we can't take care of ourselves by ourselves. And the devil sure won't because he's our enemy. And if people are serving the devil, they're not wanting to really help you that much either, even though they might tell you they do. So in order to have a right relationship with God, you're going to have to be willing to give everything to him. All of your time, your talents, your treasure. Now, that's not unreasonable, is it? A lot of people would think so. And a lot of people, that's the reason why they don't want to know God, is because they want to do it their, their own way. And, you know, when we do it our own way, sooner or later we probably will mess it up. And then when we get ourselves in a mess like that, too many times we're too proud to admit it, and we just keep going down and down, and the devil's cheering us on, and and uh, people who don't want to serve God, they're cheering us on too, right to our own destruction. But God wants to lift us out of a destroying life, and he knows in order for him to do that, he has to have all of us, and he has to have everything that we have. I mean, he needs us as well. We can give him all of our 
possessions and all of our time and talent and everything else, and that isn't going to do us any good either. We've got to give ourselves to him and let him just mold us and make us into what he wants us to be. And this may seem strange to you, and you may say, well, I don't want to be in bondage to anyone. They, people think that they're free when they can just do anything they want. But no, that isn't it at all. It's when we have direction, when we have a purpose, when we have a real thing, not just what we're thinking about in our minds and what we're trying to do as a maybe a self-made person. A self-made person without God always turns out bad because there's something inside of us that is against us. And God wants all of us so he can take that out of us and he can help us to be the way that we need to be and the way down in our hearts we really want to be. So one of the things we want to do if we really want to know God is to be willing to just go God's way. Because you see, God is all wise, he's all powerful, he's and everything like that. And, and so he, and he loves us, so he wants to take us and do what's good for us. And he knows what's good for us. Here we are, our second break. And I'm Howard Eugene Wright, I'm hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thanks. Thanks for staying with us. I trust that what we're saying is helping you to know how to know God better. You know, we can all know Him better. We, we never come to the place where we've learned everything, where we've uh, gotten to the uh, the level where that uh, we don't know, we can't know him better. And even if you know him today and you've known him for years, I want you to know that the relationship with God is an ongoing relationship that gets bigger and better as you go along. And as you are in God's presence, and like I said, we're in God's presence all the time, but when you're in his presence in a, a loving relationship type thing, then life is a lot easier. So many today are so frustrated and uh, wonder if there's any real purpose for even being here. I want you to know that God has a good purpose for us being here, that he has provided everything that we need to be joyful and happy to be content, to to uh, have a love in our own hearts and and to live the way that is pleasing to him and and pleasing to other people and and we can 
live in this world and we don't have to be fighting each other. We don't have to be fighting God and and uh, fighting everything that that comes our way. We're just kind of a fighting attitude. We don't have to be that way. We, If we're bitter rather than better, then the sweetest thing looks bitter. But if we're willing to let God come into our lives and shed his love abroad in our heart, then we can go through life loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving our neighbor as a self, then there's nothing between us and God. There's really nothing between us and our neighbors and our uh, even our enemies. The Lord Jesus told us to even pray for them. Don't pray against them, pray for them. And he said that vengeance is his, he will repay. So when we really have a right relationship with God, when we really know God in the way that God wants us to know him, then there's a lot of things we don't have to worry about because God has taken care of them. And if we just cast all of our care upon him, he'll take care of us. And he'll make things work out. There's so many things we have today that are beyond our ability to take care of. And we could get very frustrated about it. And sometimes we may seem like we're taking two steps forward and three backward. And things like this that happen to uh, people all the time. Even if you have everything that this world could offer to you, you probably have something inside of you that's gnawing away saying that this can't be all of it. And people sometimes they'll just waste their health and and everything else and uh, so that they can get on top, whatever top is, and uh, step over a lot of people and everything else. You know what I'm talking about? And still they're miserable because there's something inside. God has put something inside of us that longs to know God. And until we really have that filled with knowing God, there's an emptiness down there. And if you're feeling empty today, it just may be that you need to fill that emptiness with the God that I'm talking about today because God wants to come and live inside of us. Not only does he want to live beside us, but he wants to live in us. And uh, what are we talking about here? How can how can a being live inside of us? It, a being could not live inside of us if he's flesh and blood like we are. Some people have the idea that that God was a, a man just like us, and he went through the stages of de- in development, and he's up there having babies now, and, and those are the spirits that are being poured into people today. I want you to know that that's a fable. That's not the way it is at all. And But uh, they say, well, that kind of God couldn't live in us. No, if he's five foot two or eyes are blue or six two or however big you want to make him and uh, he and all that kind of stuff that people might say to try to make God like them 
We can't make God like us. God wants to make us like him. He wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit is uh, the third person of the Trinity. And this is something that people get tripped up in, too. They, they say, well, how could there be three people in one? And uh, how could we have, and they might talk about three gods. No, we only have one God, and he's in three persons. And uh, that sounds rather confusing, doesn't it? But, you know, we're one person, and we have three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And one you can see, the other two you can't see. Uh, so, you know, ourselves, we're one, and yet we're three. And dimensions is linked breadth and height, and yet it's one space. And so that's what we're talking about today, that God is the same in his attributes, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit have always been. They're all wise. They're all powerful. The Bible way back there said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God, and you should love the God, that God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So we're talking about a, a God that is a spirit. And Jesus said that God was a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The Bible also tells us that that Holy Spirit comes in and we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. So how much more close can you get than that when you are serving, when you have God right beside of your spirit and he is bearing witness with your spirit that you're one of his children. And so God wants, like I said, he wants to be up close and personal. So, and then the thing is, with God being that close and personal with us, being us being his temple. So we worship God in spirit and truth, not just on Sunday morning, and forget about it the rest of the week. We worship and praise God all the time. There's a song in our heart. There's a spring in our step that isn't there when we're trying to get all the world we can get or we're trying to fight the whole concept of God and and all of this, then we are miserable. And if we're miserable enough, we'll make everyone else miserable with us because misery likes company. And so God doesn't want us to be that way. We're, you know, the, the truth of the matter is today, there is so little of real Christianity. And really... When a person knows God, he's considered a Christian because one who knows God is like God. And Christian means Christ-like. And if you really want to know whether a person is a Christian or not, the Bible tells us, Jesus said it himself, by their fruits you will know them. And you, a good tree doesn't bring forth evil fruit and an evil free tree 
does not bring forth good fruit. And so if a person is out there denying God and doing everything God doesn't want him to do and or she doesn't he doesn't want her to do and uh, professing to be one that knows God, don't believe it. And don't fool yourself into thinking that you are. If you're not living a life that's separated from the things that are destructive, that are destroying our society and everything else all around us, then don't call yourself a Christian. Don't say you know God. You don't. And I'm not, I'm not judging you today. I, for one thing, I can't even see you. And, um, you can see me as I'm talking to you, but I don't have against anyone. I'm just trying to tell you that if you really want to know God, you know Him the way that He wants you to know Him. And so you turn away from all of that kind of living that would turn you in the wrong direction and would make you be fighting against what God wants you to have. It's really something. So many times we fight against what will do us the best. I don't know about how this could possibly be, but I've seen it so many times. People will fight everything they possibly can, uh, and it turns out that that's the best for them. How many of us really like to go to the dentist, for example? But if we've got teeth, and I've got uh, a few of them in my mouth that probably need to come out, and I've had some of them come out and I haven't had them replaced, but you know, uh, that abscess tooth there could put poison throughout your whole system, and you might be the last thing you want to do is go to a dentist, and it might be the first thing you want to do that you should do. And we do that with the Lord sometimes. It's the last thing we want to do is give everything to God. But it's the best thing we can do. And when we do it, we ask ourselves, why didn't I do that a long time ago? I don't know of anyone that's turned away from their old sinful life, from a life that's fighting against God, that's fighting against knowing God. And uh, when they did come to know him, they, the question, the first thing they ask is, why did I put this off so long? And I don't know. It just seems as though that's the way our makeup is, that, that we run away from the things that will do us the most good. And we try to fix things when they're not broken and things like this. And it's just human nature to do things like that, apparently. For it seems like it's not only in America, but... Anywhere you go throughout the whole world, you find uh, basically the same thing as far as human nature is concerned. But, you know, that's not the way that God designed us to be. So we're on a, a break again. Time is really going fast here. And so I'm Howard Eugene Wright. I'm uh, hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. As you can well see, 
a large part of the people in this world really don't know God in the way that I'm talking about today. And uh, the churches, there's so many in the churches that really don't know God in the way that I'm talking about today. You know, Jesus said that the way to him is straight and narrow, and few there be that find it. And that's just as much today as it's ever been. That doesn't mean that you can't, because you most certainly can. And you can know him better than most of the people around you, perhaps. You know where you're at today. There's some some places that people do know God real well, and they they are serving him and loving him, and, and thank God for that. But there are so many that aren't. And I think that's the reason why what I'm trying to tell you today is is so important to all of us. And so, you know, we make it complicated. We think that we get to know God through this thing or the other, or or we think we've got the answer and no one else has it. And, and so we alienate ourselves toward the real, true, and living God, and we get in a corner somewhere, and, and we try to guard ourselves, and from uh, the person that might try to tell us otherwise, and maybe that's where you're at today. I don't know. Maybe not. But if you are, I want you to know that what I'm telling you is the truth, that in order for us to really know God, we're going to have to turn to God. And so, so many people, the majority of people in this world today, a good majority of these people today, in the churches and out of the church, really don't know God in the way that I am telling you today. And like I said before, all of us can know him better. And none of us have a corner on it. Some people think, well, I'm one of the elect. I'm so sorry that you're not. Too bad, so sad, see you later. Or maybe not see you at all. And that's not the way God is either. God is not willing that any should perish but that everyone should come to repent. If we're willing to turn away from our own ways and turn away from man-made ways and even the devil's way, then uh, we can know God in a, in a loving, personal way. We can have the fruit of the Spirit flowing through us, which I refer to as the rivers of living water. That's the name of our program. It's the rivers of living water. But if you want to have the rivers of living water, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, temperament, meekness, faith, all the all this fruit of the Spirit that we find in Galatians chapter 5, if you really want that, then the Holy Spirit needs to be inside of you, shedding God's love abroad in your heart. And then you have purpose, your, your life is fulfilled, and you don't have that gnawing inside of you that wonders if this is all there is. If all you have is the world, the flesh, or the devil, then you're probably saying, is this all there is? But I want you to know that when you have the true and living God as a personal friend, and you have him in your heart and life, you're going to know for sure there's going to be an assurance inside of you 
and you're going to be one of God's children, one of his special children. Now, God is no respecter of persons, but so regardless of how many things we go through and how much we know about God and all of this, God only has one way of us knowing him. And like I've told you several times, that way is through the Lord Jesus Christ, that the, the Jesus that the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are talking about, the one that the New Testament is talking about, the one that the Old Testament has many prophecies about, that's the one we're talking about. We're not talking about just any Jesus. There's a lot of people that talk about Jesus today, and it's not the Jesus of the Bible either. And they talk about Christ, and, and they talk about him coming back again, and and uh, every religion has, uh, or most, a lot of them, have some kind of a Messiah that's going to come and save the world. And, you know, people look at it and they say, well, he's got one too, and all the religions are the same. No, I don't think so. A lot of the religions are the same. And a lot of what we call Christianity may not be an awful lot different than the other one. But what I'm talking to you about today is very much different. And it's not the broad way that leads to destruction, but it's the narrow way that leads to everlasting life. It's the narrow way that takes you out of darkness into God's marvelous light. It's the narrow way that's going to take you out of the hand of the devil and put you under the mighty hand of the Lord God of glory, the true and living God, that will make all the difference in the world and in the next world as well. There's no, there's nothing like it. But few people find it because they're trying every other way except what God wants. And that's not a new thing. Jesus came and told the people back there, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. They didn't exactly appreciate that, and they nailed him on a cross. They thought, we'll get rid of him once and for all. They didn't realize that that was the means that God used to bring Jesus as our representative, bring Jesus as our example to make him an atoning sacrifice for our sin, and that he would raise from the grave and would ascend into heaven and sit on the right-hand side of the Father. And most churches believe this, and they it's in the Apostles' Creed and everything else, and in the Nailedicean Creed or whatever else, the creed we have. But how many of us are willing to take what we know and to start there? And uh, maybe you don't know much, but just start where you know. Start at the place that you know, that you've been taught, and go from there. And just like I told you earlier, just knowing this is not going to give you a personal loving relationship with God, but it will sure show you how. It will sure show you what's going to happen when you do. And it's good to know that, too. And so we we can know God in a 
loving, personal way, if we can do like that publican did and bow our head and say, Father, God, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me for Jesus' sake, and maybe even save me for my neighbor's sake, for my sake, whatever, but it's Jesus' sake. It's when Jesus is lifted up. Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. So God is drawing us to him today. He's pulling at our hearts and wanting to come in and be our friend and for us to know him in all of his fullness, all of his love, have our his grace with us and have him every day with us, have him living in us, having the mind of Christ. And when we have this, it makes all the difference in the world. People look around and they see people professing to be Christians, professing to know God, and they say, if that's a Christian, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I, We get our eyes on people, and we need to get our eyes off of people and get them on Jesus. Look at Jesus. Jesus is our example. People aren't. We're not going to be have to be judged by people. People aren't going to be setting their when Jesus comes back, it's going to be Jesus. So we're not accountable to people in a way, in a way we are, because we're in a society and we, and God expects us to not only love him, but to love other people. And so we are accountable in that way. And we can't go around saying, well, I'm going to serve Jesus and I don't care what people think or what they say. And that, that's a good part of our, trouble today too is that we've gone from one extreme to the other we've gone to i don't care about god i don't want to hear a word about him to i'm i'm going to serve jesus and i don't care what anyone else says or what anyone else thinks well that's two extremes the wrong way the real thing is if we love god we'll love people too and we'll realize that we're committed to people when we make vows and when we make promises, we we make those so that we can keep them. And we and one thing about knowing God is it makes us a better citizen, it makes us a better father, it makes us a better mother, it makes us better children, it makes us better politicians, it makes us better church members. Everything is better because we realize that when we know God we also are loving people as well. That's one way we can know. We're, we're at the end of our program. This is uh, gone fast for me. Remember the books that I have and uh, be sure and, and check those out that have been uh, talked about all these times. And, and uh, there's a lot of good things in those. So I'm signing off. My name is Howard Eugene Wright. I'm host. I've just hosted... Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com.